My guest today has helped local businesses in Houston get over 10 million views on Instagram. Easy. He's a social media content expert. If you're a business owner in Houston, chances are that you've seen one or two of his viral videos. The main thing that really drew me to him was the f- amount of valuable content that he shares on social media for free. And these videos are high quality, well edited and scripted videos. Honestly, I'm not surprised because he has years of videography experience on TV. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Arib Mirza. So, Arib, um, can you, you were like the social media expert. I see your videos everywhere and I just, you, you, you give a lot of values, a lot of values from um, just free content, free content. And I just thought, you know what, how about you just come on here and like tell us, you know, give us like a masterclass of social media in general. But before we go into that, I want the audience to know a bit about you. So tell us where it all started, like your career and how you got into social media and content creating. Gotcha. Okay. So that is a very broad question. So I guess we'll start off with career-wise, it's something that I've always done, like even before it became a professional thing, because it was one of those things where I don't like to say I was born with, but it was just thing I was surrounded with because my father, he was always, um, because he still works in the field, well, not social media, he works in a different aspect, which is more of 3D designing and all this video stuff. So I was always surrounded by that to start with. So I always just had a natural grasp of, you know, just video creation and the creative aspects of it. But social media specifically is just one of those things where, you know, if you want to showcase anything, any service you have, you need to use social media. And uh, when it came to marketing, it's a very, marketing is a very, I don't know how to say this, like a very broad kind of thing. Like you have to know its ups and downs. Um, so obviously marketing, I started off with a lot of downs and I can see why people don't trust marketing because it's something where you can, you know, spend a lot of dollar without getting in anything in return. And that's how I started off with it first. So it's like spending dollars are like, Hey, I have this service. I do this, I do this, I do this. People didn't respond that, uh, that well, but this was like a couple of years ago where, um, you know, I was, what service were you providing in your mind? So that was just videography at first. Videography. Okay. Content, content mm-hmm. creation. Yeah. But that was even before, um, that was way before I was like 16, 17. So started mm-hmm. off pretty early on that. But my main experience, I would say, came in um, when I worked on like multiple networks. So I, know I was trying to apply for some work. And I remember 2017, I got hired at this work as in like it was a kind of like an intern position, but um, it grew up to be a pretty, a pretty big push in my career. Hmm. So you were you started you had the knack for for videography and you started putting content out to market for your services and there were um you weren't seeing any results but then when you applied for this internship that was the that was when everything changed right yeah changed as in like first of all i was like the youngest one in that network Mm -hmm. um so that was one of those things so uh, the thing was that as a young guy, I was surrounded by all these brilliant individuals. Like there were directors, they had this whole big setup. It was a very expensive studio, 
Mm. Um, they had all these switchers, all these cameras. And I'm seeing firsthand every day, eight hours, like, because it was a 95 job, basically. Mm-hmm. So it was every day I'm learning with these brilliant editors who were like super fast on these keyboards. So that for, I would say, one to two years, or one and a half years, I'm not remember the, I don't remember the specific duration, but mm. that specific time was very, I would say, beneficial to, you know, how I saw stuff, how I did mm-hmm. stuff. And when I branched out to do my own thing, I was like ready to just to take over. How did you find this network? And when you say network, you mean like, uh, like a, was it like uh, a, it was a studi- TV, TV channel? A TV channel. Okay. So how did you, how would anybody that wants to start out, because obviously that was a big impact in your life. How would anybody that want to start to find a job like that? Is this just a random job post or you had to know someone to get in? So first of all, you would like need to be at least somewhat qualified. So if you're mm. looking to be in my specific position, you need to show off your work. Um, whatever you're doing, like make some stuff out. It doesn't need to be, um, don't look to get paid right away. Hmm. Do a lot of free work, show a lot of portfolio work. Like this is something that was more of a passion work for me too in the beginning. So I just did a lot of work. Like uh, it wasn't really work for me. It was just making like cool videos, fun. Hmm. I showed After Effects work. After Effects is one of those complicated softwares that somebody doesn't know. So I like showed them off to the people who were hiring at the network and they really liked my works. And that's where we that's where we kind of started. And I got so, to know the network, um, mm-hmm. I think by mutual. So that's when I kind of really applied. Applying, and uh, okay. the thing about applying is like, they won't just, because the networks like these are very busy. So I had to like reach out every week, like, Hey, how's wow. it going? How's this? How's this? How's this? So there, there came a time where, you know, I got hired and the, the pay wasn't that good, but that was, that wasn't really my prerogative. My prerogative was to see, okay, I'm, I'm in now. Now let's see what we can do from here. So you network, you found a connection with them, and you followed up nonstop until you got hired, pretty much. Yeah, I wow. mean, I had their, I had their, the manager's WhatsApp number, so I just like, I'm like, hey, how's the update? How's mm-hmm. this? I would like a meeting. I would like anytime you want, I'll come, just wow. to do a meeting, a follow up, a follow up, a follow up. And I think there was one day where they're like, okay, let's start, let's do this, let's do this, let's do that. And that was That's the start. Good. And, that's uh, yeah, good like, so you already was, have it in good. you pretty much you already have like the salesmanship not the salesmanship but you have that tenacity to like go for what you want and don't let go so that's pretty that's a pretty good recipe for success right there so you decided to um branch out what what was the when did you know that okay i've learned a lot i've learned enough i need to branch on my own at what point and what made you think yeah so that's a good question so this was I think one and a half years when I was already in the network and mm-hmm. I was basically at a point where I had um, in that specific role and company, I had no room to grow because I was already like it, within three to four months of me working or I think two months, I was already on the senior editor position. I was the youngest wow. guy because um, it was to a point where I was in a position where other other editors were kind of in threat of their role because they were like, hey, this yeah. guy's doing everything and you guys are like, not even doing half of what he's doing. We're paying you like more. More. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that kind of woke up the editor, editor as well. So it kind of became a friendly competition as well. Cause I was very <laughs> cool with the other editors because they, mm-hmm. they taught me a lot too. So I'm thankful for them to this mm-hmm. day and still connected with them. Um, I'm, they've switched. Uh, they're not editors anymore. They've switched like ones in data or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was initially when I decided to branch out when I was kind of done mm-hmm. with the, uh, like I had no room to grow. I was like, okay, I, I know all this. And, um, uh, Videography is something I can, you know, like do pretty comfortably. Video editing, I've been doing this for eight hours for 
two years mm-hmm. straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty sure like this service is in high demand. And a lot of, and this industry is like videography in general is super saturated, but is one of those industries where it's super saturated, but it's super saturated with amateurs. So that's where I was like, okay, let me market my service because these people don't know how to market. I'm going to earn whatever I have and just learn, like become an expert in marketing because I already had some experience initial, the, the one I talked about. So I just kind of gave, gave into that. And then that's where kind of things started to pick up. People started to notice my work. It's good you said that because this that exact statement you made about it's saturated, but with amateurs, it's the same thing with um, Airbnb because I do Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. The Airbnb industry, everybody's always like, oh, the Airbnb bust, it's 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 over, it's, you can't make money. No, it's filled yeah. with a lot of like bad hosts. The mm-hmm. good old, there's not a lot. Like by the time you want to book an Airbnb, if you want to book an Airbnb a week in advance, you, you've mm-hmm. lost all the good ones because the good ones are gone. So you're stuck with yeah. the bad ones. So it's the same exact thing here. So there's always room for the best. So I tell people all the time, oh, it's never saturated. There's always room for the best. You're going to just come into the room and everybody's got to get out, you know? So I like yeah. that you say that. So when you were trying to branch out on your own, you had, did you have clients lined up? Were you, what, because no. at that point you were making income decent income at the network i suppose because yeah. you're already higher up in the rank so you weren't scared you like you weren't scared of where you're gonna get your next meal <laughs> or did you have money saved up like what goes I through didn't that have much saved up so what happened was covid kind of gave me a good push so i think in Jan- january february i think i had covid i didn't feel like i had it but i still had it because the paper said it and then um <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't go to like my work was like it's okay you can come, but I still decided to take you know the month yeah. off because the people around me I don't like they're still scared of COVID so I didn't want them to, um, kind of skill, uh, feel scared of COVID. I yeah. reminded like want, I yeah. didn't get paid paid for the COVID leave and like they didn't have that program yet, uh-huh. um, so it was just one of those times like I took that opportunity to, kind of just didn't do my own thing. I was like okay I have this time I have this month, and I have you know just. Enough saved up to cover up, cover me up for a month or two, and um, let's just see what I can do. So that's where I kind of just took a shift and went all into it. Mm-hmm. And then you call them up and like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I called them. Um, I think they were slowly realizing that he's not coming back because the COVID <laughs> break kept getting longer and longer. <laughs> and uh, but I was, I, I already told them like, hey, now. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we can continue, but I'm happy mm-hmm. to, you know, still do my two weeks. I'm mm-hmm. happy to train another editor for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they were like, no, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, marketing was something you already had from your dad's side. The videography you just learned from the networking and then you branched out. What was your first, because the name of the podcast is my first lead. What was your first ever customer? Yeah, that's a good question. So my dad was a... He was more on the 3D side of things, so like the um, VFX, stuff like that. So he wasn't really into marketing, but I'm just saying like the industry as a whole, like mm-hmm. film sets and stuff like that, that's where I yeah. got introduced to a very early age. So oh, that's okay. where the videography things came apart. Uh, marketing okay. is something I grasped on my own very oh, early because yeah. I understood the importance of it, like when Google Ads and stuff. So the first lead, that's, that's an interesting question. So I had this um, this guy on because of my network it had multiple networks within the network, and there was this one channel I like did the whole editing and the graphics and everything for it. And the guy really respected me, and I respected him. And my first lead basically came from it wasn't for marketing or anything. My first lead came from just references, just like hey, hmm. this guy is very like 
he carries good graphics, he creates good videos, hit him up. So some 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 stuff like that. So it could be someone someone some wife or somebody who needs graphic around the area. So word of mouth, I would say, mm-hmm. was my first lead. Wow. And do you remember who that person was? I know it might be you've done a couple after that. Um, I'm not sure who the first person was, but I'm absolutely certain that it was word of mouth. Oh, it was word of mouth. Okay. Um, and how, how did pricing go? Did you start off, did you start off lower and then increase it later? Or you just, you had the whole business planned out, everything planned out from the get go. How did, how did it go business wise? Yeah. The thing is you have to start lower, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of build that base up. And then you have to realize that people, if you're just starting out, you'll, you won't have a strategy or anything. You you might have a strategy written down on paper, but it won't work. You'll you'll find that very soon. Um, so strategy is something you'll build up over time and see what works because you'll have that data information of, you know, you talking to people, you hiring people, um, you know, you going through a lot of leads. So data is something and strategies are something you'll make up over time. It's not something you'll have written down early on. Um, so I recommend just for the first couple of leads, just offer a base price of like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't have anything to show for, as in like a strategy or anything. You've seen mm-hmm. my work. Um, this is what I can offer you. And then we'll go from there. Okay. All right. So let's get into um, social media. So because right now, yeah. that's your specialty. You literally on your website, you would you kind of guarantee your clients 10000 followers and 10 million views that's a very bold statement <laughs> and yeah. i i'm just so curious to know like tell us more about that first and we can go dive dive deep into like your strategies that you offer like like that you offer for free literally on your social media but let's talk about that 10,000 followers yes so what would be the question the question is like you said like you guarantee 10. I just want you to talk more about that. Like that statement, like t- is, is it true? And how many people have you done it for? Just like, tell us more about that statement. Cause I've not seen anybody that has ever guaranteed that before. Gotcha. So that number is accumulative. Okay. And, uh, yes, I do. Depends on the per, uh, business who's hiring us. So let's say it's a service-based business that we only work with service-based businesses, but our main offer is we'll add leads to your business because that's where they're looking for followers mm-hmm. and views is never an issue but if they're looking for that we'll be like okay here's your organic strategy let's follow this and you'll get the millions of views and organic strategy um i have a client west loop law we've done millions of views for them easily well it wasn't easy it was a process we had to first we had to decide which video works because they weren't posting any content so we have to get their instagram active at first and then after that we have to test out which kind of kinds of content works good for a law firm because you could be talking about personal injury stuff, you could be talking about road accidents, but people don't, people don't really care about the specifics of it. So we had a plan where we can you know, show actual accidents and then he can do an analysis of the accidents. So we did mm-hmm. that video and then a um, couple of them, we didn't promote any of them. So West Loop Law was complete organic. So some of them did a thousand, some of them did 2000 because Instagram is kind of like a snowball effect. So you, you never hope for like 10,000 views on your first month. Like some people do, but never hope for it because Instagram will only trust you for a certain month for 500 to 1,000 views a month. And then if you're posting consistently in the second month, it will show it to 10 to 15,000 a month. So these, these are thresholds you will reach. Mm-hmm. And the third month, it will be 15,000 to 20,000 and the fourth month, so on and so on. So after the third month, he started picking up, the page started picking up like 80,000 views, one hit a million. 
one hit a hundred thousand, one twenty thousand. Um, so yeah, th- those were very easily accessible if you know what you're doing. But I think for service-based businesses, our main offer is like obviously build your personal brand, but also get you the leads using the social the platforms. Oh, so the main offer is not the 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 the, the followers and the and the views; it's more about the leads. So you can get all those followers, you can get all those um, views, and if you don't have leads, it doesn't make any any sense. It doesn't okay. make any difference, yeah. Because I have I've already I already have friends who have um, he, like one friend he has three hundred fifty thousand followers. I've talked to him multiple times, but he doesn't know how to monetize his audience. Like he does, he accepts sponsors from here and there. And the sponsors mm-hmm. don't pay much as well. I'm like, bro, you have 350,000 followers. You could be easily monetizing this to sell your own product instead of using sponsors to make money. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about um, that strategy you were talking about. Because it seems to me like, based on what you just said on the fly, that you need to co- you need to be committed to be posting consistently for about three months before social before Instagram rewards you. Is that number correct? Yeah, I would just say post consistently because Instagram is Instagram will only because think of it this way: if you're only posting twice a week or something like this, Instagram's not gonna, not gonna, not really gonna take you seriously because there's already accounts that are posting every single day, twice a day, four times a day. Like, what what makes you special? So in the start, if you're like just starting out in algorithm, you don't you're not in the algorithm. I would suggest like post every day, nonstop, until the algorithm picks you up. Once it picks you up, you can slow it down. Okay, so it gets to a point like whereby you don't have to grind as much because when you I list I, I look a lot of a lot of this um Instagram gurus and everything and they're always screaming you gotta post every single day you gotta post every it just doesn't seem you know like I can continue that for a long time at least like a, at a point you're gonna burn out like I can't be posting every single day with stories and everything so it's good to hear because I'm hearing this for the first time that you get to a point whereby you can actually slow down and. St- still maintain your growth so that's it's a yeah. huge relief because <laughs> you've already we... built that audience so it mm-hmm. doesn't really instagram instagram will push it out regardless so let's say you already have like fifty thousand followers built you can slow mm-hmm. it down to four times a week three times a week because you already have that initial audience base and instagram trust that your content is good enough so once you're in the algorithm you can post on a more regular basis so your regular basis so anybody that want to start, so let's start with the masterclass. So anybody that want to okay. start a social social media um, account, first is post every single day for a while till Instagram trusts you. What other um, things should they be doing apart from posting every single day? So um, another more important thing than posting every single day is make sure your content is actually good. So research more on how your content is, like make sure your hook is good, make sure your um, value portion is good. And uh, yeah, so just providing value. Um, so let's say you're a, you're a, I don't know, a roofing business. So you could be providing, you could research amongst other roofing companies. Okay, what, what are they not doing? Most roofing companies will just show off roofs and stuff. You could talk about safety tips, maintenance tips, stuff like those to kind of, you know, get that initial audience and get, get that targeted audience interested in your services as well. Um, but if you're just an influencer and wanted to grow your following, just pick a specific niche you want to talk about and then make sure you're providing as much value as you can in that specific niche and post every single day using that um, value-based content. Do you think um, Do you think they need to get like some fancy camera? Do, or So I, I spoke with a, a videographer last week and he, he was honest. He was like, 
it's a lot of work to edit videos and all that. And you're busy because most of the audience are like um, entrepreneurs and busy profession, um, busy professionals that have side hustles. And his his advice was, it's a lot of work. Find someone to do it. Like literally, that was his advice. And I thought that was very insightful. So I wanted to hear your take on that. Do you think someone starting out, maybe like a side hustle or a new business, should just find someone and just do it or try and do it for themselves at the beginning? So I always recommend to do it by yourself in the beginning, just because like, I don't want you to just spend money because you know, there's no return right away. So even when some people like some meetings I do, and I find out that they're, you know, fairly new and I can't really offer my services to them. So I'm like, okay, you don't need to hire anybody. Don't do anything. Just record your iPhone because there's enough applications where you can edit yourself as well. CapCut is a very good one. Um, so you can use CapCut to edit your own videos, add captions, and just use your iPhone. Use your iPhone to create those initial videos. So once you start getting a grasp of how things work and you are using Instagram as a good lead source, then I would then I would slowly outsource it because it's taking majority of your time. And he's right, it does take a lot of time. Um, but in start, I would always recommend to do it yourself because you need to learn how these things work as well. And and yeah, I just know that yes, you need to learn how this thing works. But it's a lot of work, and you're yeah. trying to build your business. It's it's just like a it's like a cash twenty two. You're trying to build a business. You're so busy, but then content creation is like almost like a full time job. Yeah. Like where would you like you know balance it all? Because mm-hmm. I I don't know. I am I. I do. I started. I started that for my business, and it took me six months to get to a decent following for my interior design business. And I kind of like burned out, but I got the leads and everything. But then I can't continue that cycle of like working nonstop, and then I have to service my clients because my clients are interior designers, and that's a lot of like work. So it's just like, where do you where do you balance that? That's that's the issue. I just wanted to know. That's why I wanted to hear your take on what you think. But I, I, I appreciate it. Like, you have to, like, still do it yourself. So just a hard truth. You just have to do it yourself at first. Cause... Yeah. No, this is for mainly for people who are just starting out. And they're, mm-hmm. like, if somebody has a business plan and they have everything ready to go and then they hire a videographer to edit their videos. I'm like, no, just do it yourself first. Like, for you, you, you said you already had built Instagram as mm-hmm. a lead source. Then, yeah, for you, like, you could hire a video editor. Hire out, yeah. And then, yeah, make sure you keep getting that cycle process. Because, yeah, you're right. And he's right as well that it does save you a lot of time to just mm-hmm. to focus on other areas where you can mm-hmm. just record the content and then they'll take care of everything else. Um, but yeah, for initial initial purposes, I would always recommend to do it yourself. Do it yourself. So you do turn out you do turn down clients that come up to you. It seems like. Correct. So wow. it's just a, I have a qualification process where. Um, so first of all, we only start uh, like. We're only our offer is only for service-based businesses because I have strategies um, set on that because I myself is I'm a service-based business as well, so I have things figured out in that aspect, so I can help people who have service-based businesses grow their following and get them leads. But if you're let's say your clothing brand or you have a product-based um, business, then we can't really help you because I don't have strategies in that. How many people are in your team right now? So I think. Because I had two yesterday. So at this very moment, 10. 10. Wow. Yeah. So 10, 10 editors or are they all doing editing or like what is, how does that work? So there are different roles, of course. So one's a social media person. Um, I have multiple social media persons. So their role is, you know, just going over the accounts, make sure they're tracking 
taking care of leads, making sure their following is growing on a daily basis. If their following is not growing, I get like I'm making sure like, hey, what's going on? Why is their following didn't go up by 10% today and stuff like this? Mm. And um, so I have a lot of video editors. Video editors is something I'm kind of ruthless with because I'm going back to what I said, like I've done video editing, videography for majority of my part. So it's something that I understand A to Z. So if some video editor is making an excuse for me, like my video editor is making an excuse for me, like, no, this is how you do it, this, this, this. And then um, that's one of a position I've went through a lot of video editors to find, hmm. you know, my perfect The file. best, yeah. Yeah. And then I have a designer, two designers. They are very good designers. I've done design work in the past as well. It's kind of like a side story, but they're, they're very good designers. They design carousels and stuff like that. And... Uh, yeah, the other persons are just social media, a videographer. I have a videographer, one of them at the moment. The others are contractors, but just to hire them wow. on need basis, yeah. So you have someone for carousels and thumbnails, and then you have someone yeah. to video, and then you have content, and then you have uh, mm-hmm. social media. Like, that's how se- that's how serious this is, that you have one person yeah. solely for this. You must... Well, I guess this is the reason for this is because you have a lot of, um, a lot of accounts and... That keeps them busy for 40 hours a week. Wow. Not 40 hours a week. Um, I don't have any specific time for them. I have okay. uh, two or three people who come to the studio on a specific mm-hmm. time. But for my, mainly my video editors, it's more of a project-based. So okay. um, I'm like, hey, I have this project. Just make sure this is done within this week. Like, I don't make, I don't like tie them by time. Tie them by time. I don't think time. you get the best like performance that. by that. So I make sure, like, hey, this, these are the assignments. They, they have a doc on which they have all the tasks assigned and I have um I have a quality control person who will make sure uh, take care of all that mm, okay how did you how do you get leads right now I know you're like the leads expert but any advice on how you 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 get your own leads is it through social media do you tr- network or, or ads what do you do so at the moment I solely use Instagram okay so I just pick a platform and I'm currently um on the fence of building a Twitter as well, because I think Twitter is one of those that's growing day by day, fast and fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still researching on that if it helps a local business for Twitter. So that's something like a secret project. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my current leads, yeah, I mainly use Instagram as a um, main lead source at the moment. So, okay, so when I say when you say leads, you you put these videos out, and if anybody reach out, that's how you that's how you, that's your funnel. So the Instagram videos is your funnel, and then they reach out to you or do you literally do some cold DMings and all that? So I don't, I'm not a big cold DM person, mm-hmm. but uh, the thing with Instagram and these platforms is whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whichever one it's, and this is the beauty of Facebook advertising uh, versus mm-hmm. Google advertising is that you can actually build a personal brand. Um, so let's say you're advertising, you're still gaining the following, you're still getting the views, so whatever the followers I get, I make sure to provide them as much value as I can. Um, just to kind of, I just give them free game. I'm like, hey, do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. And the people who don't have time, I'm like, hey, we need somebody to implement your strategies. That's when they come to us. Okay, all right. Um, do you have any Do you have any strategies that it's not proprietary that you can give any service based business? Or anybody trying to start a service-based business for, for me here? Like, what I know they should be posting. I know they should be doing. But there are some tips like, oh, hashtags, reels, carousel. And it's always changing all the time, all the time. Like, it's so annoying. Right now, 2023, November, what should be the strategy that someone is to do to grow their following? 
Yeah, that's a good question. So if you're just starting out, it's just very simple. It's just post high value, high quality content. There's no way around that. Um, there's no secret hashtag or you know secret way to do that. You just have to post every day. You just have to grind it out. That's that's the way it is. But if you're a business who've already you know scaled past five figure a month mark, you can easily outsource the video part. Um, mm-hmm. So it's the same strategy for you guys: um, value portion, mm-hmm. quality portion. But I would also mm-hmm. recommend to them to run ads as well, because if Go you've ahead. already you know scaled past a certain revenue point. You can easily build your online platforms to scale easily scale past that by using ads and good quality content. And that's a bit um, surface level information, but um, this is something that can be easily attainable to any of them. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much, so much, so much for coming on. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time. If you have um, one last thing that I, I never, I didn't touch on that you want to give to the audience before we wrap this up. Sure. I mean, if you're looking to grow your personal brand you're looking to make sure you're using instagram as a good lead source ask yourself what your end goal is for your instagram like i had this conversation with a, another friend as well I'm like hey okay you're posting all this content and you're using all these trends and everything but what is your main goal for the profile and he didn't know the specific answer he's like oh i need to get my views up i need to also get paid work i'm like you have to choose one or the other you either get views or you either get paid so which one do you want? So like that direction, like if you ask yourself, like, okay, I only want to make sure I use my Instagram as a lead generator rather than, you know, just posting trending content for views and likes, especially as a service-based local business, you don't really need views from other side of the world because they won't yeah. really benefit you. So use Instagram and these social platforms very strategically and they will benefit you a lot. So if you're a tattoo artist or, you know, you're an accountant here in Houston, Texas, you want to make sure you only have your following based in Houston so you can make content and attract leads with those sources. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Arib. I really appreciate you. Um, where can people find you if they want to learn more or learn about the business? Sure. Um, I, paste, I post um, daily content on my own page at Irib Mirza. And mm-hmm. I also have a business page, focus.vid, where you can reach out to us if you have any inquiries. Or you can reach out to me if you have any personal questions and I'll be happy to make sure I get back to you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you very, you give a lot of value and I really appreciate like most people will be like, I'm creating a competition, but you're not, you're not creating any competition. You're actually just freely giving values and it takes a a special kind of person to understand that you don't have to hoard all the information. You can share it out. It's not going to remove money from your pocket. You know, the sky is enough for everybody, you know, so I, I really appreciate it. That was one of the, that was what attracted me to reach out to you to come on the podcast. I appreciate everything. Thank you so much, Arib. For sure. No worries.